listening to the Sailing to Success podcast show, where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. Hey there, I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. Today, we're going to be chatting with author and sales expert, Chris Spurvey, who shares how he changed his sales mindset to create success. We chat about social selling, LinkedIn, and of course, he shares a ton of sales success tips. So let's dive in. Hey, everyone. As mentioned, we are going to talk all about sales today so that you guys can increase your potential, your revenue, and your business growth. And that's because today we have Chris Spurvey. Um, He's actually the author of It's Time to Sell, Cultivating the Sales Mindset. And after consciously choosing the sales profession as a means to create a better life for himself and his family, Chris realized that negative images of sales were holding him back. And we all know those those negative um, stereotypes, right? And by shifting his mindset, Chris was actually able to transform his inner game and use his innate values and talents to become a top sales professional. He actually joined a boutique IT consulting firm in 2006. He spearheaded its growth to the point um, where it was actually acquired by KPMG in Canada in 2013, where he now serves as the VP of Business Development for Atlantic Canada, which is huge. I mean, he's delivered talks throughout North America on cultivating the sales mindset, you know, talking about attracting ideal clients, building genuine relationships, social selling, LinkedIn, which we'll actually tap into a little later on um, in the the interview today. (laughs) Um, And yeah, just, I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, sales is not just for real estate or for, you know, used car salesmen. I mean, we as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, Um, growing our business. Sales is such a huge integral part of growing our business, Uh, Chris. So thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really excited to be, uh, to. and when I hear that bio, I often say to myself, I've heard people in my bio before and I got to record that thing and share it with my wife and then she'll at least know who she's married to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm very grateful and excited to be on the show. Cool. And and it's true. I mean, you hear the word sales or salesman and people just cringe, right? There's that, that bad taste in our mouth that we've all experienced. Um, Now, what do you consider, you know, characteristics of a great salesperson? Well, I mean, uh, to me, sales has changed and, uh, uh, you know, especially with the dawn of social media and opportunities to educate yourself. So the consumer educating themselves, uh, the reality of it is, is that these consumers, they're engaging salespeople later in the sales process than they ever did. I mean, sure. back in the day before information was available, what would, what did you do? You picked up the phone and you made a phone call. And so, uh, so that's how you, and then you were educated about the product through, through the salesperson. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of where, okay, so you think, you think that through, uh, you made multiple phone calls and then you compared, uh, what your options were. And then you as a consumer would make your decision. Well, today it's different. Uh, you're, uh, you know, you, the consumer's engaging, uh, later in the process. And, and so back in the day when you had all these conversations going on, a salesperson had to be kind of, in my opinion, somewhat manipulative 
representative uh, in order to close the deal. The, mm-hmm. You know, it was a highly competitive environment. And it's not to say it's not competitive today. Uh, it's just that, you know what, from my vantage point, the, the psyche of the buyer has changed dramatically. And, and they're putting up defensive mechanisms against that type of pushiness. So cha- uh, what works today in sales, in my opinion, is just being yourself mm-hmm. and sharing your own unique abilities and your own unique qualities. And by doing that, you resonate with your potential buyer and the buyer actually wants to buy from you versus yeah. the competition, you know? So it's really all about just being true to yourself and being genuine. And I find sales kind of naturally flows from that if you're tapping into your own unique identity. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, if you're trying to be quote unquote salesy or really close the deal hard, it's like people see that a mile away versus if you're authentic and yourself and you're just conversational and you actually, you know, care about the other human being, you know what I mean? The amount of difference it makes is crazy. Yeah. It's no, it's no longer about throwing mud against the wall to see what sticks. It's around about getting into a true genuine relationship with somebody, uh, identifying what their motivations are and the Mm. problems that they want to have solved and then align your offer with that problem. Uh, if it makes sense, if it doesn't make sense, don't oversell it, move on, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that's my thought on that whole subject, right? So where does the sales mindset come in? I mean, to me, it's like the mindset of a salesperson is A, to build a relationship and B, close the sale. Mm. <laughs> like, it, it, what more is there, right? So yeah. how, how, what change did you experience um, to create more success for yourself? Well, yeah, this, that's an interesting question. And if I reflect on my journey, uh, I got into sales. So I, I, like many people who may be listening, uh, we all have roller coasters in our, our, our lives are, are like a roller coaster. It's uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill, mm-hmm. downhill, uphill. And, uh, you know, I guess I found myself at a point in time in my life where when I reflected back, I had effectively followed people uh, into university, followed people into the commerce faculty, focused on accounting and with a bit of marketing because that's what my friends were doing. And I really had not made any conscious decision about where I wanted my life to actually go. So 10 years into my career, I found myself sitting behind a desk all day and not really overly fulfilled. My friends had went on in their career paths and I was kind of still stuck doing, you know, doing what I, I, uh, I kind of came to me as a result of following my friends. So I decided to make a drastic change. I wanted more for my life. I wanted more tomorrow than I had today type of thing. And so I decided to change that direction and I decided to pursue a career in sales. And so I was reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by mm. Robert Kiyosaki. And, and in that book, I think it's that book, it may be one of his others, Cash Flow Quadrant or whatever. Um, he says that if you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you want to start a business, but you have you know a family to support and you may not have a huge chunk of cash in the bank, uh, try sales as a means to acquire the skills of an entrepreneur. And so that's what I decided to do. I decided to go out and, and uh, find a, an opportunity. So I was fortunate, uh, uh, as you mentioned in the opening, in a, boutique, a boutique IT consulting company, the owners of that company took a bit of a gamble on me with no sales experience. And I can only assume they saw something in me that I never really saw in myself. And uh, they hired me as their manager of business development. And so 
that was my first outside of doing a little bit of direct selling uh, in my kind of early twenties. Uh, that was my first foray into sales, and I went all I went all gung ho on it. But I struggled, and I and the reason I struggled was because of that preconceived notion of what right. I thought sales was, and so I I tried to be someone I wasn't, and right. I read all the books about cold calling and yeah. and closing sales, and uh, you know those types of things, and um, so I tried to be someone I. Wasn't and you know I fell down, picked myself back up over and over and over again, and finally I just realized you know what if I'm going to try to do this I, sh- I need to try to just be myself and and you know I was reading some of the personal development books that were out there uh, uh, you know and some of those books what they did for me is they really changed the image on the screen of my mind of what uh, what sales was so sales right. is be of service uh, problem solving um, you know finding finding ways to bring your true value to other people. And so I reframed sales. And so when people say, Chris, what's this mindset of sales all about? It's really just changing the image of what you think sales is on the screen of your mind. And then sales will actually feel much more natural for you, you know? And I'm sure it would bring the enjoyment back into it. Um, and, And I guess to me, as you're saying that out loud, it's almost like your goal is different. Like instead of your goal being closing, call as many as you can, it's like your goal has shifted so that your, your to-do list, if you will, is building those relationships. Is that being yourself, you know, problem solving and, and, you know, informing people. It's, It's a totally different direction. Yeah, well, if I like, so uh, just to explain a distinction for you, like I, I reflect now on a vacation that my wife and I would have taken back in, say, 2007, 2008, and I would be down on the vacation and I just wasn't present. I was thinking yeah. about numbers. I was thinking about revenue. I was thinking about, uh, you know, how to close more deals. And so, I went, what ended up happening is I went to a conference in Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, I was on a whim. Uh, I was I got an email. It was a Bob Proctor Science of Getting Rich seminar, and uh, at this conference, I don't know. It was I I now believe there's only two ways to change. There's emotional impact. In yeah. other words, something big happens in your life, and you you're you're kind of forced to change. Or uh, the other way to change is through spaced repetition, meaning you. You take an ideal, you form, you form it in your mind, and through affirmation or visualization or whatever, you you change by by you know changing the image on the screen of your mind just through repetition over time. So what I did is I, f- I formulated a bit of a motto, and and I came home from that seminar, and I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to try to focus on the energy of progress and less on the energy of numbers. Yeah. And so and so what that meant for me is that you know what. I can wake up every morning and I can say to myself, what are, what are three key wins that I can uh, focus on today? Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, finding a new contact uh, to go to coffee with and, and create a genuine relationship with that individual. Um, you know, it could be something as simple as working out that particular day uh, so that I feel better about myself. And so identifying three things that I can do that day mm-hmm. uh, that'll, that'll, that I can celebrate. And then, you know what, when I go to bed, be grateful for having achieved those. And, and course correct if I never. So in other words, that's just focusing on the energy of progress, uh, celebrating some small wins every day. And the more I did that, the more kind of started to stick and I started to yeah. feel a whole lot better about the whole thing, you know? That's true. And that reminds me of, I think it's a 12-week 
year or the 12 week work year, you know, that book, I yeah. the, the name of it right now, but it was like, you're focusing on your actions. Yes. And, and just like you said, your progress versus being overwhelmed with the end goal. And it like, the more you do that, it's just a natural win in the end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the change in the mindset that I developed. Yeah. And, and so after our company was acquired in 2013, as you said, in the opening, um, you know, I, I guess I had a bit of a mindset around big companies and mm-hmm. am, am I going to be able to make it in a, such a big company? And, uh, so I decided, you know, to hedge my bets a little bit. I, I had dreamed about writing a book, even though I was never an author, uh, or never a writer, I should say, but I guess what, what, uh, when I read those couple of books early in my sales career that changed the image of sales. And I'll, I'll, I'll note the titles. One of them is called The Greatest Networker in the World by John Milton Fogg. And the second one is by a gentleman, Richard Brooke, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. What a great title. And those, those books changed the images of sales and networking mm-hmm. and connecting on the screen of my mind. So I thought if I ever make it in sales, which I kind of did, I guess, up to yeah. this point where our company had been acquired, I'm going to try to write a book myself that does something similar and, and it's kind of my own version of all of that. And so that's what uh, where it's time to sell cultivating the sales mindset kind of comes in. And so it's a narrative about my journey to find fulfillment in the sales career. That's awesome. And that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, even for entrepreneurs, we, you know, dread certain things or we're so focused on whatever the numbers are, the end goal. And yeah, by changing yeah. your mindset, a, you can just create more happiness for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's a, that's, a, that's an interesting thought. So for my journey and I believe, uh, you know, so what I've been on this past couple of years is a personal branding journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where it all began was I was writing my book and I had, in, I had envisioned serving salespeople. However, I just had the benefit at the time I was the chairman of the board for the local technology association here in Newfoundland. And I, I was asked to give a talk to, a group of 30 entrepreneurs. And so these entrepreneurs were uh, basically moving from, they were in, in scale mode. So they had validated their product and they were looking for customers. And so in this, in this dialogue or sorry, this presentation, I decided to ask the question, what are some of the words that come to mind when you think about sales? Mm-hmm. And I was floored. Well, I wasn't floored because I, sh- I, sh- I should have known exactly. It was sleazy. It was slimy. It was oh. manipulative, objection fighting, all those things. And I thought to myself, you know what? I, I need to, these, I can serve these types of people. I find sometimes some of these older uh, older fashioned salespeople, there's just no change in them. Yeah. So, but an entrepreneur who is, yeah. who comes at it from a different angle, they're very passionate about their product or service. I can help them, you know? So on it, today now I serve entrepreneurs in becoming confident and comfortable in sales. That's awesome. And yeah, just to even just the simple thing of tapping into your own passion can make a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what do you consider social selling then? Well, social selling, um, you know, what that is effectively, as I alluded to, pe- the way, way people are being, are educating themselves and, and uh, using the web, uh, the social media as a way to educate themselves, what they're doing is they're out there and they're throwing off all kinds of, of signals, you know? And so as an entrepreneur or a sales professional, whatever you are, and I, I would argue they're, they're one and of the same to some extent, it's about looking at social media through the uh, through not through, not through the eyes of yourself 
but looking at it through the eyes of your ideal client. Mm -hmm. and so when you see someone say profile on LinkedIn or you see a post on LinkedIn and you read their headline and and just try to sit back and say, what's going on in that person's life today? Uh, what problems do they have? And, uh, you know, so maybe they're a marketing consultant. Now, I know, uh, I know all about consulting. I know about the trials and tribulations of consulting. Uh, it's a feast or famine type of, uh, type of industry. Uh, you, get, you land a client and you focus on that client. And typically consultants, they forget about business development. They focus yeah. so much on that one or two clients. And then when that one or two clients goes away, well, there's no billable hours, so the revenue dries up, right? So when I see a marketing consultant, say on LinkedIn, I'm able to look through their eyes and just by scanning over their profiles on LinkedIn and Twitter and, and that sort of stuff, then you know what, I can, I can really put myself in their shoes. And that's when I'm able to then reach out, connect, and no sales pitch, just connect and try mm -hmm. to be, try to bring value to them through my LinkedIn. And I use LinkedIn pretty much exclusively because I just find it's an amazing platform. Uh, you know, just connect with them. And slowly but surely through the sharing of content and, uh, the, uh, you know, again, through the eyes of that ideal client, uh, sharing content that may or may resonate with that individual, it typically leads to a conversation. And yeah. it's in that conversation then that I get to truly know that person and they get to know me and they may become a buyer. So that to me is social selling. It's a, it's a, it's just looking for social signals and being looking at, at social through the eyes of your buyer. I know. And that's a good point is like your goal is just connecting and engaging and giving them information. It's, it, it, it always kind of semi amazes me when I, I still see in on social media where everything is like promo, promo, promo. And I'm like, mm. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've been there. I've, yeah, I've made those, uh, I've made those same mistakes where you kind of spray and pray. But, uh, uh, today I'm far more deliberate and I use say LinkedIn as an example, far more strategically. So I, I believe that we should be focusing. If our intention is to, uh, grow our businesses, then we should be focusing on these platforms uh, as a more of a strategist with intention uh, versus just spray and pray. That's true. And, and it's like, I don't know what it is, but I think a lot of people either love or hate LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's exactly true. Uh, yeah. I'm on the, I don't enjoy it. I just, I don't know. I, I find the interface just kind of clunky. Yeah. And I love Twitter. That's just my thing. Oh, Twitter's your thing? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah well, I, yeah, I, I, I've never really been on Twitter, so I can't even tell you if I like yeah. it or not. I'm on Twitter. I've got a few thousand followers, uh, but I, uh, I don't actually do much on it. I would say I'm not even following my own advice. I'm probably on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter, I'm just doing spray and pray, uh, but on LinkedIn, I'm far more strategic. Well, like you said, it's like you, you stick more with what works for you, right? And if yeah. LinkedIn is, is working for you, then that's where you're going to invest your time and your money and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, now I know you're sharing um, your advice on, you know, how to increase your sales or increase your, you know, potential reach and your, your prospects and your relationships. Um, what do you attribute your success uh, on LinkedIn? 
God, that's a really, really good question. I would say I, so if I look at my journey, uh, you know, back in 2007, I joined LinkedIn on November the 22nd, 2006. And I saw it as just- You remember that. Yeah, well, I I did some research. I did some research actually and found the date that I joined. And I I joined, when I look back at that, I was just, uh, it's it's when I was working in marketing and was looking for a sales job. So I saw it as a place to put my resume, you know? And so I, I just let, that thing sit there and never really engaged much in the platform uh, up until, you know, around 2008, uh, I began to see it as a great multiplier effect. And so uh, uh, what I, what I needed at the time was to network with other IT consultants. And so I got on there and I would uh, search out people's profiles and mm-hmm. get to know their, get to know them through their profiles and then reach out to people and, and then jump on a phone call. So I, and so from there, I guess when I decided to write my book, I came to the realization outside of mom and dad, who else is going to buy the thing? So that's when I realized I need a platform. And, uh, and so I began to publish content on LinkedIn through their publishing platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the more I did that, the more I realized, I guess, that it's all about contributing to other people. So uh, I go on there for 15 or 20 minutes a day and I search out uh, articles uh, uh, and or posts. Of, of my connections and I genuinely comment and like them if, if, if I like them and want to comment on them. And uh, so that level, by me taking that amount of time and engaging in their content, mm-hmm. the more that I do that, the more I notice they come back to me and support me and engage in my content. So uh, it's, I guess it's, it kind of goes to Gary Vanderchuk's approach of jab, 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 right hook. Uh, it's like give, 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 and then yeah. maybe, then maybe th- throw a few asks in every now and then you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just all about stimulating engagement. Um, do you find more success with the, and they keep changing the name of it, but the articles that are yeah. on the quote unquote pulse versus just your regular status updates? Yeah, I, well, right now it seems like the posts, uh, not the post, the article, uh, yeah, the posts versus the pulse per articles, the posts are, are actually creating more momentum. Oh, really? And yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. And I've, I've published, I think a hundred, I think that I've, it's 123 articles I've published on LinkedIn, but I haven't actually done one since May, I think. And, uh, I just found they, they must've done something with their algorithm and, and, uh, you know, so, so now I just do a few posts and, you know, it's interesting. My approach on LinkedIn is, uh, I would argue it's a little bit unique uh, because they have video now. Mm-hmm. They allow you to upload uh, photos. Um, I, be- I, I believe that we should be sharing the multi-dimensional sides of our personality. So yesterday I posted on LinkedIn the pictures of my children and my wife going back to school. And, uh, and I got a huge engagement on that, 50 oh. or 60 likes and a, a pile of comments and uh every saturday i uh i post uh, i call it the i think it's called the saturday morning gym and basically what i do is i find a little gym here in my home province of newfoundland and i take a picture of it or two or three and i share it on linkedin so i'm sharing the multi-dimensional side of my personality and and now it's after catching on and and so people are replying to my uh my post and saying here's my backyard you know and so no one's ever said to me, Chris, you know, that's personal, you know, LinkedIn 
Right. only for professional purposes. So I'm all about debunking that myth. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm going to post a video tomorrow, my first real live video on LinkedIn. And I plan on walking through my bookshelf uh, in the video because by walking through my bookshelf, uh, again, people will see what my passions are. They'll see yeah. I'm passionate about personal development. I'm passionate about sales. I'm passionate about marketing. And, and so they'll get to see and know me and like me and trust me even a bit more by doing something like that. I love that. And it's funny, again, by you kind of changing your mindset about LinkedIn, because yeah, I post some personal stuff on Facebook, but I don't put any personal stuff on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, mm. Don't know why. <laughs> I guess it's just sort of my mindset. Yeah. Um, and I know the value and the importance of it because people want to know you as a human being and as a person. And, and I love seeing other people's posts that are like that. I actually saw the post of you and your family and your boys and I think I liked it. But <laughs> Yeah, that's um, right. And yeah, you want to see the person as a human being, not just as a company. Um, exactly. So I'm going to have to uh, f follow your advice there and then start doing that in LinkedIn and see what happens. Yeah, try it. What's the lose? You I know, know right? And, uh, I yeah. yeah. And I guess then... I guess then the only, maybe I'll throw a little tip in, um, you know, from there, I believe in creating a very even flow between your LinkedIn profile and the things you do on LinkedIn, whether it's articles or posts, creating a nice flow between um, that and your website. And so if you go to my website, uh, you'll see the tagline very closely mimics uh, the tagline for my profile on on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So people see congruency then between yes. my profile and my website. And then what, what I have is uh, I have on my website uh, a lead magnet, my personalized sales plan. And so when people go from LinkedIn over to my website, they can download that lead magnet and thus they get the value, but they become a part of my prospect list at that point in time. And so I highly encourage anyone listening who wants to generate leads and start closing more business, uh, put a lead magnet on your website. And, yeah. uh, and then maybe an additional thing, make sure you have a Facebook pixel on your website because then you can retarget people on, uh, on Facebook uh, that are moving from LinkedIn over to your website. Exactly. Wow. You packed a lot of good tips in there in a short amount of time. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, what is your experience with LinkedIn groups? Nah, not very good. Uh, that's no a, yeah, like it's interesting because I'm currently running a program called Linked Success. And as a part of being a part of that program, uh, we have a Facebook group. So uh, uh, LinkedIn groups, they haven't figured that out at this point in time. From what I gather, now I got to believe they're going to they're gonna make some massive improvements to it. Uh, they have to because, I mean, groups is where community takes yeah. place and, and Facebook got it down, right? So uh, uh, I use Facebook pretty well exclusively before their groups uh, and my business page. And so I, uh, that's my thought on that. I don't think LinkedIn has, that got, has got that figured out at this point. Yeah, I mean, you don't hear much about it, and I don't know how user-friendly it is on apps and such like that, but um, yeah, one of my very... clients has a LinkedIn group, and he's um, it's done really well for him. Which, is that right? Yeah, which is great. Yeah, um, I'd, love to, I'd love to dissect that and learn a bit more about it. I know yeah. an, I, there is a lady in Ontario, Sufit. Uh, she owns the group Step Into the Spotlight, and she has created a, uh, an amazing personal brand through a LinkedIn group. So, you know, again, um, maybe it's my mindset. I hear from people yeah. at LinkedIn groups suck. Uh, so I just, <laughs> so I just assume that they do. Right. I know. That's funny. Yeah. And I mean, he's in a specific niche. So, I mean, who, who knows? I, I think too, it's like, where are your people? Where are they hanging out? Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're going to go where your, your 
you know, your prospects are hanging out and, and capitalize on it for sure. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned that course. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, so I recently launched this uh, course called Linked Success. If you want to learn more about it, just go to chrisburvey.com slash LinkedIn. And um, uh, effectively, uh, if you enroll in the free webinar, I'm going to give you a pile of value in that free webinar. But off the back end of the webinar, I sell, I sell, I promote this course. And basically, it's a, it's about how to uh, scale your following on yeah. LinkedIn. It's called Four Essential LinkedIn Strategies that will rapidly grow your prospect list and client base. So in this uh, seven module uh, e-course and community, uh, effectively it's, it, it moves people from a pro, having a profile that maybe doesn't necessarily resemble their, their ideal client and it's attractive to their ideal client, right. moving from there into connections, into adding people to your prospect list or your email list on your website. So also a little bit about how to actually convert people on your website. Mm. And then moving from there, in my opinion, the gold in all of this is, is transitioning from virtual connections into actual true relationships yeah. and how to structure a good conversation around, um, you know, understanding people's motivations and then maybe off, uh, throwing out your offer and hopefully getting a new customer. So that's kind of the gist of the, of the, of the course. That's awesome. And yeah, um, we'll put the links on our show notes as well. So if there's any sure. other links, um, just shoot them to me and we'll, we'll add those in. Um, so the webinar, is it, I know you were kind of working on that yesterday. So it's yeah. open to the public. Well, it is going to be by the time this goes live. Yes. Uh, okay. So what, what, what we did yesterday is we ran three back-to-back uh, -back webinars. We recorded the three of them, and now we're going to patch together the best of the three and, and make it into an evergreen webinar. Oh, awesome. Uh, so when you go to that site, that, I, that link that I gave you, uh, when, this air, when this show, show airs, uh, the evergreen webinar will be there. Perfect. And I love that you're sharing your, your expertise and your not only with the sales, but the social end of things, because it's just, it's relevant now. Right. And, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily get LinkedIn. So any bit of help we can get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you there's gold and there's gold in LinkedIn. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it's an untapped market for many entrepreneurs. They, they gravitate the entrepreneur, um, you know, they gravitate to Facebook and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Facebook. Yeah. All I'm saying is that, uh, uh, LinkedIn is you have there. The mindset is, is at its, at the foundation is professional, you know, and uh, people are there to advance themselves. Uh, but when you really think about it through a different lens, they're there with problems that they have. And yeah. so a marketing consultant might be on LinkedIn to promote their marketing services, their marketing consulting services. But you know what? They Maybe they're overweight and, uh, and they want to get back into shape. And so they're on LinkedIn. And it's just a matter of uh, interrupting their pattern on LinkedIn and, uh, in terms of uh, sharing some value you through an article or our post and then becoming a connection with them. And so all of a sudden that marketing consultant on LinkedIn could become your customer if you're a, a nutritionist yeah. or whatever. Right. That's so true. And I never really thought about it that way. Cause I mean, you know, we all have our normal lives and we all have our, you know, problems that we want to solve or even just growing our business and absolutely, you know, need help with certain areas of expertise that we're not, um, that we're not experts in. So I know is it's like, it's getting over those stupid little mindset hiccups. It's like, you think, okay, it's just corporate. It's just blue collar. It's, and even with sales, it's like you, 
our mindset sometimes holds holds us back in so many ways. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's called paradigms is the word that I learned from Bob Proctor. It's like, it's like the box that everyone, and we all have it. I have a box mm. around me. It's just that my box now is, is a little bit different than it was maybe a year or two ago. Uh, a year or two ago, I never would have dreamed I was making, I'd be, I was able to sell 70 plus thousand copies of my book and launch a six figure course and blah, 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 blah. I never would have dreamed I was doing yeah. that back uh, back a couple of years ago, but here I am now and I have a new box around me and that box is, uh, God, Chris, are you, are you able to repeat this? Are you able to maintain the momentum? Uh, you know, those types of things. So it's yeah. all about self doubt and, and we all have it at different yep. levels, right? Absolutely. And, and as we grow, there's just different new problems or thoughts you got that it. come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but the fun part of it is the learning new things and the growing and the stretching of your mind and, and your thoughts. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine any other journey, that's for sure. You got it. Yeah. Perfect. Well, let us know how we can get a hold of your book. And also if you can give us that link again for your course. Yeah. Well, my home is chrispervy.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-P-U-R-V-E-Y.com. Uh, I recommend you go there. As a matter of fact, just go there. I'm going to have a link on that main page to oh, cool. my uh, to my webinar. But if you want to go direct, it's just take chrispervy.com and add LinkedIn uh, after the slash. Uh, so uh, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I want of the things I'm very consistent with is every Sunday morning I send out an e-newsletter and it's this e-newsletter is not a typical e-newsletter it's a it's a, just a, a story or two about me in the past week uh, you know how I fell down and picked myself back up and and I include a video which is typically a tip or two around personal branding or selling and so uh, yeah you can subscribe to that on my website and, and get to know me through that nice perfect well, thank you so much for your time, Anna. It was, I know I've been on your show, so it was so great to have you on mine um, and sharing your sales expertise and your LinkedIn um, successes and tips. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great. Perfect. So that is it for this episode of Sailing to Success podcast, folks. Um, you, of course, can get uh, this, my blogs and videos at either lindsayphillips.com. Um, and of course, if you are looking to grow your business and need some help uh, to attract and acquire customers faster, definitely check out smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So have a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back.